0: Dozens of kids who switched schools. Hundreds of lunch boxes taken away. Gallons of children's tears. All the accomplishments I was so proud of gone to waste. Apparently, no one else would be punished by me. Now it looks like I'm the one who is going to get it. Hi, my name is Vivian, and I've been keeping the whole school in a state of fear for years now. At least that was the case until recently. Now, as you can see, I'm sitting in one of the stalls in the girls' bathroom, trying to breathe as quietly as possible so that an enraged gainer doesn't find me. How is that possible? What's the sudden change? Has Vivian grown a conscience? Easy, and that's too many questions at once. Let me tell you how it all went down. It was a bad day from the start. At breakfast, mom outdid herself. I didn't think her chords could hit such a high note. If just one more time, Vivian, they call me to the principal's office, I swear you'll go to a covenant school. Strict nuns will make a human out of you since I failed at it. I only shrugged my shoulders. Mother, as always, is being dramatic. It was no big deal. So what, a grandiose crime, throwing an open can of paint through the window of the principal's office? I picked out such a wonderful color, blue jade. It looks great on the principal's expensive desk made out of rare wood. Don't get mad, mom, I shrugged my shoulders, thanked my mom for breakfast, dodged a towel flying at me, and headed off to school. You may not believe me, but I loved school. Of course, it wasn't the classes that interested me. Give it back, Vivian, give it back. I just got it yesterday, my parents would kill me. A short hobbit from the second grade tried in vain to reach for his, and now mine, phone. Who raises you guys like this? I pretended to be indignant in response. Didn't your parents tell you to share? The boy sobbed. He wasn't the first or the last. For today. Aren't you ashamed to bully the little ones? Find someone your own level. I turned around. In my long career as a troublemaker, I had seen a lot of superheroes like that, trying to protect the weak, helping the unfortunate. They all ended the same way. I would punch them in the face and they didn't bother me anymore. That day, Gaynor, a freshman in high school, decided to play the role of Batman, or rather Batgirl. She had transferred just a week before, and apparently she would soon have to transfer again. I'll be honest, I wouldn't want to see Gaynor in a superhero outfit. The girl was like 90 kilos, and she was about six feet tall. I'd love to find one, but it's impossible to reach my level. Right, Hobbit? The boy jumped up again, but the phone was out of his reach. A howl of despair swept through the school hallway again. Give the phone back, Gaynor commanded. Or what? I heard the new girl was an athlete. I wasn't exactly sure what sport, though. I didn't think they'd let a big girl like that get into women's boxing, right? So she was no threat. Fast forward, I had never been so wrong in my life. Did something turn off my survival instincts at that moment? Probably the feelings of impunity and permissiveness I had experienced for years on end. No kidding, I had bullied kids, taken their stuff, terrorized them, and in all that time there had never been a single person more powerful than me. Until that day. I had no time to show off my wit. I wanted to punch the new girl in the nose, pick up the phone, and go about my business. But before I could think of anything, a huge blow knocked me off my feet. The phone flew away, and the hobbit went after it like a dog after a frisbee. I was trying to figure out what just happened. And what just happened was irreparable. For the first time in years someone was able to fight me back and the discovery was more than unpleasant. "Smarten up," Gaynor said contemptuously and walked away. It was only a few minutes later that I realized I was sitting on the floor and everyone in the hallway was wh- and everyone in the hallway was staring at me whispering, "The monster is defeated!" The hobbit announced loudly and hurried off too because I was back on my feet. Ugh, my ear and cheek hurt, but my face was hurt a lot less than my ego. There was clearly nothing else for me to do at school, so I headed home. Let's not get emotional, okay? It's a mess! The whole school, and I myself, was convinced that nobody could stop me. What am I supposed to do now? What if everyone I drove crazy declared a war on me by launching that dumbass gainer into attack on me? That six-foot-tall killer. She swept me off my feet in one easy motion, as if she smacked a mosquito. The more I thought about it, the more despair came over me. And by the time I got home, I was literally shaking. What happened? I'm sure Mom has never seen me so frightened. It's nothing. I'm done. I muttered and went to my room. I wasn't interested in lunch. I wasn't out for dinner. All day and into the evening... I was thinking about ways how I could get my authority back. However, nothing good came to mind. Defeating Gaynor was out of the question. Just the thought of the giant made my blood run cold. I was afraid. For the first time in my life, I was afraid of someone. Nonsense. Morning came faster than I would have liked, and I couldn't even dream of staying home. If I didn't show up today, the whole school would think I caved in to Gaynor, and I didn't right? I guess. On the way to school, I tried to put a positive spin on things. I recalled my most scandalous escapades. Blown-up piano in the auditorium, the famous four letters I wrote on the Happy New Year banner before the school party, my performance in the talent show with a song that insulted both the principal and the vice-principal. They are all under my control. I have this school wrapped around my fist of steel, and no one tells me what to do. Not even the damn upstart gainer. I kicked the school door open with my foot. The hinges of the door barely survived it. The students in the hallway froze, staring up at me in shock. Oh good, just like before. With one small exception, I felt my confidence deflate like a balloon when I saw everyone giving way to anxiety. Anxiety grew in direct proportion to the thought of my impunity and power. What on earth is going on? Something in my eyes must have revealed this anxiety because a nasty voice came from a group of stupid classmates whom I had repeatedly brought to tears with my bitter remarks. What, Vivian? Didn't you get enough yesterday? Did you come for more? The students laughed. The laughing crowd sent me into an animalistic state of terror. Run, run away from here and never come back, said one voice in my head. Don't embarrass yourself. Take a chair and throw it at that blonde fool, the other voice interrupted. Yes, a chair. That's classic. That's a great idea. I grabbed one of the chairs and my nasty classmates scattered. I didn't throw anything, though. What am I, Crazy Hulk? They're trying to set you up. A voice came from somewhere. I lowered my head and saw The Hobbit. Barely taking his eyes off the game on his cell phone, he was scurrying around my feet. Who? Those girls. I heard them talking in the cafeteria after you left. What were they talking about? The hobbit finally snapped out of his stupid game and rolled his eyes toward the ceiling. The redhead recalled how you dunked her head in the toilet, and the brunette complained that you stole her makeup bag. I didn't steal it. I borrowed it. I was indignant. Nothing can save her face, so I used it. Surprisingly, while talking to the kid, I slowly started to calm down, for some reason, that dwarf didn't make me panic as much as the other students. I don't remember anyone saying anything about borrowing. And the blonde offered to turn Gaynor against you. Stupid dolls. If it wasn't for the insecurity and fear that came out of nowhere, I would have dealt with each of them and all the previous insults would have seemed like a good friendly joke to them. Gainer is a good person, Hobbit declared, but you'll have a hard time with her. You couldn't have said it better, dwarf. I decided to take a timeout and see if the six-foot-tall giant had any weaknesses I could use against her. The odds were stacked against me, and I had to use words, the most lethal weapon of all. I sat at the back of the classroom the entire chemistry class, trying to stay on the down-low, even though before I used to sit at the front, because it was especially convenient to look around the class from there with a sizzling gaze, picking out a new victim. The bell rang and I headed for the exit, still plotting my perfect game plan. There she was! The nasty voice of my blonde classmate snapped me out of my thoughts. I stopped at the door. Gaynor was already waiting for me in the hallway, surrounded by a trio of girls. Vivian was saying this morning that your parents are losers. What an idiot. I never said anything like that about the giant or her parents, but how was she to know that it was all just a product of a girl's sick imagination, who had suffered more from me over the years than anyone else? Gaynor and I looked at each other like characters in a cheap western, and I sprinted down the hallway at the speed of flash. The confidence that was beginning to come back to me was gone in an instant. I didn't want to get hit in the face again. I rushed into the women's bathroom, ran into the first stall I could find, and locked myself inside. I kept thinking I could hear Gaynor's footsteps outside the door, and a cold sweat rolled down my back. What had I become? Why was I suddenly such a coward? I had never been afraid of anything or anyone. But once I was punched in the face, my confidence was gone. Okay, I'm going to get out of this stall. And the bathroom door slammed open and Gaynor's voice echoed through the bathroom. Vivian, come out and talk to me. I'm never getting out of this stall. You think strength is the only argument you have in any conflict, don't you? Well, I have to disappoint you. There will always be someone stronger and more clever than you. She pushed the door to an empty stall, went across from the one where I was hiding. Do you know why I'm so sure of that? Gaynor went on. Because I used to be like you. And, just like you, I once met someone stronger than me. The tall girl was getting closer and closer. Now the door to the next stall rattled against the flimsy walls. And I shook with them. This person brought me back down to earth and explained that strength does nothing if you don't put your brains and heart into it. Do you have a brain and a heart, Vivian? What is she talking about? Can we not get all poetic before you send me to the hospital with a concussion? I bounced away from the wall, just as the door of the stall I was in swung open. Gaynor was standing across from me. And strangely, there wasn't an ounce of rage in her eyes. I have a brain, Vivian. I'm well aware that you did not say anything bad about my parents. But I want to tell you this. Being strong at the expense of the weak is a road to nowhere. Think about it. After saying that, she turned around and walked out of the bathroom nothing to add. That was impressive. Gainer's words were firmly planted in my head. Since then, we've proclaimed the water truce. We try to ignore each other, and I'm still looking for a way to become more confident again. Not a quick process, I'll tell you. What do you think of Gainer's words? Share your thoughts in the comments.